It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady uh, Beaton, getting ready for uh, a big uh, weekend. Uh, I'm going to go up to uh, Petoskey and uh, freeze and get snowed on and hopefully come back with an ugly win so that we can talk about them going to Ford Field for the second time in three years, Brady. Right. This is their third semifinal in a row. And, yeah, well, actually, when everyone's listening to this, you're probably either on your way up there or already at your home base up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving Friday. I've got a place to, to spend the night. Well, I guess today. The, the rest of the, the way uh, to, uh, to get to Petoskey, so. So, yeah, well, that should be a lot of fun. And, well, even if Ubley take, does Ubley things, at least you'll have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you know, and uh, just kind of looking at Iron Mountain, um, it, it kind of looks like they're your typical D8 team from the UP. They've got four or five kids that do the workload. Um, mm-hmm. So it shouldn't take long to, to establish in the game who's who and who's doing what, because we know with Ubley, they're kind of the same way. They got four or five guys, and each week somebody different does something special. Yeah, and it's trying to track down high school stats sometimes is a a joy because we know a little bit about Iron Mountain, but that's about it. Yeah. Besides, they're a long way away. Yeah, it's a fun trip. I've been to Iron Mountain. Yeah, well, and you get to, you also did a hockey game last night. Did a hockey game last night. So we have that to talk about, and... Yeah, we're slowly getting to the point where it's almost time for for <laughs> basketball and we're ramping back up because, Dennis, I know right now we're kind of just anxiously waiting, but once we get going, it's nonstop for about three months outside yeah. of the Christmas New Year break. Yeah. Even then, their teams are busier than ever over Christmas break now. Yeah, because uh, that's uh, something. I, uh, we, we've got our basketball schedule together um, but I haven't even put in the SC4 tournament yet, mm-hmm. and that's gonna, or any other showcase. That, that's going to add th- uh, three or four more days of uh, lots of games. So, anyways, we'll get into. We'll start with the football uh, and talk about Ubley next, and then we'll get into the Marysville Romeo uh, hockey game uh, as well on the uh, show today. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520 
buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, it's uh, time for the uh, quarterfinals now, or excuse me, the semifinals. I was thinking of... La- I was looking at last week's score, and they don't call it a quarterfinal. They Which, call it a regional. By the way, who do you think has the closer drive, Ubley or Iron Mountain? Because I have the answer. Uh, it's actually Petoskey's a very fair spot to. Play yeah, this I was game. gonna, I was gonna say because Iron Mountain's got to drive across the bottom of the UP, cross the bridge. Once they get across the bridge, they're not very far from Petoskey. No, but, but there's not an easy way in. But Iron Mountain's essentially Wisconsin. Yeah. So Ubley is technically closer. Iron Mountain, this says, will be about four hours and 15 minutes. And actually, for Ubley, it's not as bad as I thought. It's only three and a half hours for the Bearcats. Well, be- because once they cut across, they're already basically like in Bay City. Yeah. When they hit 75. And, and then, well, 75, there are no rules you can go. 
<laughs> go as fast as you want, basically. And then, you, know, you get to, like, uh, grayling, and then you cut across. This has you going all the way up through Gaylord. But anyway. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you can go either way. It'll be a fun bus ride home if they're getting ready for another trip to Ford Field. And I don't, like, when I say this, I don't mean any disrespect to Iron Mountain because I they're obviously a really good football team. But what Ubley is doing, I'm sorry, there's not a D8 team that I look at and go, they should beat Ubley. Even Ottawa Lake Whiteford, who's the other team that might be the favorite, I just look at it and it's just like, look what Ubley's done last week was the, well, the last two weeks were tests where you go, all right, well, we'll see if Ubley's legit and they just dominated. Like, so th- this is my other question, just away from Ubley for just a, s- a second, because you brought up Ottawa, Ottawa Lakes, Whiteford. Do you think Everest has any chance to win that uh, game? Because we've both seen Everest this year. You saw them on a night where they were better than the day I saw them. See, without knowing anything about Whiteford and not knowing a lot of the teams they beat, like, yes, I think Everest has a chance because the- obviously they are a really good team and they've just been – they haven't had a close game since they lost to Cardinal Mooney. So, so yes, since we've both seen yes. Everest, let's say they win and get to the finals. Do they have any chance against Upley? Uh, again, uh, do they have any chance? Yes. Would they be a heavy underdog? Yes. Yeah, I that, right that's now kind of where I'm at too. I, I feel like, I feel like, like if you get to this point, you have a chance. You don't yeah. fluke your way to a semifinal. So I'm not going to be disrespectful and say, no, nobody has a chance. Iron Mountain has a chance to win. Because, again, they've, they lost their first game, and they've rattled off 11 straight wins. Bad teams or average teams don't do that, and they've done it in the playoffs, come from behind fashion last week. But Ubley is doing unprecedented things. Like, okay, they went through the regular season and did what they did, and then they beat Lutheran Seminary 35-21 and beat Fowler 24-14. I wouldn't have this level of almost arrogance, but Fowler was the one who upset an undefeated Beale City team. Fowler's resume is very similar to what Iron Mountain is, and Ubley just, I, for lack of a better term, just took out the trash, got rid of it. Thank you very much. All right. Well, where are we playing our semifinal? That, that's the thing about this Ubley team, I guess, that makes them uh, a little bit different than other teams we've uh, followed. Um, uh, I'll use Marine City as an example. This year, they had some games where they got off to slow starts, and at halftime, it was a close game, and then they came out, made their adjustments, right. and came out and just smoked the team off the field in the second half and win 49-14, to 14, but it's, you know, 14-14 at half. Right, or, or they scored to take the lead. 13 at yeah. half or, you know, something, something like that. Whereas with Ubley, all of their games have been over by halftime. Most of their games have been decided in the first quarter. Especially given these 13 play- first these, half points. These playoff games – it, it's it's twenty one to nothing, and and they've run five plays. Yeah, whoever runs the ugly football account can't tweet out touchdown ugly before there's two more on the board. Yeah, I mean it happens that quickly with them, and and you know we talk about the offense obviously a lot, but the ugly defense is dominating teams. Yeah, and they're on the field a lot because the offense scores so quickly. So it's not that ugly's putting together 
service academy like drives where they go uh, 90 yards in 14 plays. If they take seven plays to score, that's almost a bad drive for Ubley. Now, again, I don't know a lot about Iron Mountain. I was looking at a box score of their game. It looked like uh, Everett, the last team they played, threw the ball a little bit on them. That's not Ubley's style. We talked about well, this. It Ubley's throwing had to two, two postseason passes, and that was in the last game. Because they haven't had to. Dennis, you saw Evan Peruski last year. He can throw it if he needs to. Yeah, and they have a receiver, and we don't say his name a lot because they don't throw a lot, but Volmering is a really good receiver for them and a dangerous player. So I'm wondering if this week this isn't the time where we say his name a little more. Plus, two, um, the weather conditions might play a factor in this game. Right. Um, again, last time we checked, it was supposed to be a little snowy um, up at Petoskey. Again, you're worried about that lake effect snow at the time. But, again, Iron Mountain is probably a really good team. And Ubley doesn't need to do the style point win. They don't need to beat them like they did ever at 49-7. But last time they won a semifinal game, they played Johannesburg-Lewiston, I believe, in Traverse City. And it was over in the first quarter. Yeah. So they can, they have gone to semifinals and dominated. Because Iron Mountain almost has run into Ubley a couple times. Last year in the playoffs, they lost to Beale City. Two years ago, in the regional, they lost at a 7-6 to game to Johannesburg-Lewiston. So Iron Mountain and Ubley have almost met a couple times, but Iron Mountain in their history does have the thing that's been eluding Ubley, maybe for only another week and a half, but has been eluding Ubley, that state championship. In 2000, they beat Goebbels to win the D7 state championship. Actually, in that semifinal, they beat Deckerville which, imagine Deckerville is a D17 yeah. now, just the way it is. And in 1993, they beat Manchester to win the Class C state title. So they have a couple of state championships in their belt. Um, and they're a program that consistently wins, uh, gets near or past double digits in the UP. Yeah, because I, uh, I mentioned that if Ubley wins the next two games, they'll have 40 playoff wins, and, and that's a really impressive number. Uh, the only team in the area that's done that is Marine City. They're in the 50s now. We went through the state. And and I think you said Iron Mountain had 49, so they're yes. going for their 50th playoff. Yes. Um, th- in the state we were going through, there's about, what, 35 teams that have won 40 yeah. playoff games. It's not a super exclusive list, but that's still, you're in you elite about the number of teams in the state, right. though. That's you're, not you're a lot You're in of teams. pretty elite company. There's no, you don't fake your way to 40 yeah. playoff. Wins. And most of them were teams that had right the teams you'd expect to have yeah you know, your you know, catholic set every catholic team named Central, catholic central Brother whether Rice, monroe detroit mesquite grand, grand rapids they all had more yeah you know uh, dakota dakota I, was on the list and dakota when, when people dakota's not that old i think it's about as old as i am they, they, they came in in the early to mid 90s yeah and they had like 42. And, the, and they dropped them right next to Chippewa Valley, so they had immediate like competition. And they're just down the road from Lance Cruz North. So you had established teams all around them, and yet they've become what they've become. Right. And quickly. And, and Ubley is in that category, and they're trying to get back to a state championship game. Obviously, they were there in 2020 when they lost to 
just an all-time Centerville team. And remember, that was an ugly team that lost, that went 4-2 and two in the regular season. That had to scratch and claw to get there. Yeah, that was a weird year. That was the COVID year. That was a weird year. Before last year, they hadn't been to a final since 2008 when they lost to St. Francis. So they're looking for their uh, now third trip to Ford Field. Because what uh, the COVID year, everybody was eligible for the playoffs. Yeah. That was the one thing. So you had to win an extra game to win the state uh, title. But the, somebody didn't win a regular season game, but their, Park. their stud came back and they made a playoff. Yeah, run. Oak Park lost to De La Salle <laughs> by like two points in the semifinal. So, Dennis, I mean, I wish I could give you a more in-depth breakdown and talk about, well, this, if Ugly just does what it does. Again, they don't have to... Like, the bar for them right now is set at get it to running time, and that's kind of unreasonable. If you come back and they win 35-34, is anyone complaining? No. if they, get to if, Ford Field. If they win it all, yeah, that's that's all that matters is get to Ford Field. But it's just this – there is and, – and it's their own fault because they keep doing it. Right. There is this <laughs> expectation of, like, if it's not 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter – you're like, boy, Ubley's having a bad day today. Right. And again... And that's unfair for us to, to say that because if they're in the game at the end of the first quarter, hey, they've still got a chance to get to the state finals. Right. If they're up 7 nothing, the, the the scores in the past show, uh-oh, they, they're at, Iron Mountain's giving them a game where in any other semifinal, if you're up 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter, you're going, heck yeah. Yeah. We're, All right. We're, we're on our way. Great. Um, if, if, if it's tied at halftime, you're like, all right, we've got a chance. Whereas at this one, if it's tied at halftime, you're almost going to be scratching your head going, hmm, what's wrong with Ubley today? Right. Uh, and again, it's not that Iron Mountain's not a good team. They're 11-1. They've outscored opponents 449-109. to 109. They haven't their, – their first close game was – oh, was Evart. The first close game they had since they lost to Nagani in the opener. Like, Iron Mountain has been pretty dominant as well, but it's just Ubley's on another planet, and they're doing, and they're, they didn't have an easy road to get there. Lutheran Seminary's a good team. Fowler's a good team, and they beat them both. Bad. Badly. 98-21. to 21. And 14 of those 21 points were scored in running time when it was over. Yeah. So, I guess run the ball. Again, cliche, don't turn the ball over. And I'm going to be curious to see what kind of crowd you get because, one, it's a long drive for everyone. Obviously, the parents are going to go, but how much of the community is going to make that trip? Because that's a tough trip yeah, to make but, but I, you with know, the weather, I, too. I, I, I think Ubley travels well. Like Again, I, I did their game. It was only over in Flint, but it was a really cold day that day. But traveling to Flint is a lot different than yeah, traveling but to But, I mean, you know, the whole town was there. Right. The whole town was there, and, and they were excited. Um, and I don't, you know, again, Iron Mountain, Escanaba, kind of the same thing for softball, and I know it's a different time of the year where it's sunny and warm and nice, but Escanaba softball traveled really well to East Lansing. So I don't know. I just feel like at this point uh, it, it's a fun thing. It's a community thing, and, and Iron Mountain actually for the UP is a fair-sized town. Right, it's one of the bigger ones yeah. in the entire UP. They're probably what the fourth biggest behind, probably, yeah. behind Marquette, Houghton, and the Sioux. Yeah. Um, by the way, you want the updated forecast for Petoskey? 
on Saturday. Yes. Saturday, high of 27, snow in the forecast with about 10-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, so it's going to be cold. Yes, it'll be a cold game, and hopefully at least at halftime you can sneak into the booth and, and thaw out for a minute. No, I'm not, at that point, I'm going to be so frozen that you might as well stay frozen. There's, there's something I forgot to tell you. I'll tell you in the break, but it just popped in my head. So, um, But, yeah, that's the other thing with the snow. I don't know how many people are going to be hesitant to make that travel because they don't want to be potentially stuck in Petoskey or four hours away from home either way. Ah, it's the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all kinds of time to get home. All right. Anything else on this <laughs> ugly Iron Mountain game? We're really pulling for the Bearcats. It just feels like they don't care about anything else. They're winning the state title come hell or high water. Well, we, we've talked about it with, with this group. I, I mean, uh, I know Evan Peruski does come back for one more year, so it's, it's possible that they can do this again next year. But for the seniors on this group, they've got to just feel like you know, it, with everything that you've done to this point, you have to win a state title. Like, it's got to happen now. And, again, it, like I said in the last show, it's just everyone beforehand you can feel is, like, this is our time. We're doing it now. The, this is the group to do it. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's not, yeah, it, you know, you make a nice point there. It's not just for these guys. It's for all the other guys right. that were almost – you know, you want to it, it's kind of it is kind of a whole for the community thing mm-hmm. because they you know, laid the foundation. Yeah, they you, built you, this up. You, and, and, you know, that half the parents, at least who are in that in those stands, they played. Oh, yeah, they played. They're ugly grads. Mm-hmm. They were on the football team. They know what it's all about. Right. So and it's they, kind they, of a big deal. They've been the bridesmaid a lot. It's time to finally get up on the altar and say I do. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, you, you just get a feeling, and uh, I got a feeling. So uh, we'll see what happens, though, on Saturday. Looking forward to it. We'll take a break, and uh, we'll, we'll stay cold, and, and we'll talk about uh, a game that was played at uh, McMoran Arena on Wednesday night. Uh, Marysville and Romeo kicked off the hockey season, and uh, and they weren't satisfied with regulation. They gave us some overtime, too. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady here on the uh, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, let's talk some hockey now. Marysville opened the uh, season on Wednesday night at uh, McMorrin against uh, Romeo. Uh, This is a Romeo team, Brady, that went to the quarterfinals last year. Everybody thought this was going to be the regional championship game last year. Uh, And then the uh, third period performance in uh, goal by uh, the Anchor Bay goalie who had the goofy name and I can't remember it now. 
You love the name. I remember. I, I love the name. Um, it's it's like two first names squeezed together, making a last name. Uh, but but at any rate, the the Vikings lost four three to Anchor Bay, uh, and uh, Romeo ended up uh, winning in overtime in their first game, and then Danderan. They- Danderan, and then they uh, beat uh, Anchor Bay four nothing to win the, the regional. Then they lost to Brother Ice in the quarterfinal four to one. But they had a really good uh, team. And then I got to McMoran last night and realized that all f- their their top five scorers from last year's team were all gone, <laughs> and their goalie from last year's team, who was really good, Van Camp, was gone. They graduated. They're out of the program. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's not – I mean, I remember a couple of these names, but there's not a ton of names in this lineup that were there last year or that contributed a lot last uh, year. Um, so what's it going to be like? Well, I found out real quick, Carson Hermani is a pretty good goalie. Right. Um, he, was, he was a new name. And this is what I'll tell you about the game. Marysville – could have won it in the first 10, 12 minutes. They scored an early goal, basically their first or second shot I think of the game. It was game. like a minute 15 in. Uh, 114 in. Garrett Schroeder took a drop pass and sniped one. Stick side, just inside the post. It was a really nice goal. 1 nothing Vikings. Then they got an early, couple of early power play chances. They had three power plays in the first period, had some chances, didn't score. Had some really good opportunities, and Hermione made some big saves. And while Romeo was kind of getting their feet under him, Hermione kept him in the game. Marysville could have been up two, three, nothing by the you know seven or eight minute mark of the first period, and it was still a one nothing game. And then gradually Romeo got better. The game got a little more even. And then kind of the second half of the game, Romeo spent a lot of time in the Marysville zone. Until the third period, though, Tyler McKinney, everything was kind of routine. Romeo is one of those teams where as soon as they get across the blue line, they're shooting the puck at the net no matter where they're at on the ice. If they're in the corner, they're shooting the puck at the net. Huh. If they're along the boards, they're shooting the puck at the net. If it's out at the blue line, they're shooting the puck at the net. So, the, so they had a lot of shots. So the fans who scream shoot the puck would be very happy with yeah. the way Romeo. They had a lot of shots, but they weren't really getting a lot of chances until the third period. And then Tyler McKinney, um, the goal that tied it in the late stages of the second it's one of those goals that you're sitting in the stands. It looks like a bad goal, but I'm going to I'm going to tell you what the puck had eyes, and I don't think he saw it. Right, like I flat There's out traffic out got, front. Giza shot it from the left point, and it went to the one spot that it could go to without hitting somebody out in front of the net and getting blocked. And and so you know it. You look at it and you go, oh, that's a bad goal. It's not a bad goal. Well, he didn't see it. It's a good shot. Especially when you've had how many saves to that point. Yeah. That's the whole philosophy with just keep throwing the puck on net is if you take enough chances, eventually you are going to get a not pretty goal. It's because some people go, all right, I'd rather have 10 high-quality chances than 35 low-quality chances, and it's just how it works out. But uh, the the overtime goal was ugly, <laughs> and it was just a kid. He was behind the goal line, and he was just throwing the puck out in front, 
uh, and he and he caught a piece of, of McKinney and it and it bounced off him and in, into the net. You know, one of those goals that like maybe startles you or maybe he he overplayed it mm. and just it, it it got away from him and, and went in. So it was not the most beautiful goal to end the game, but it was a product of as we've been saying, Romeo threw everything at the net. the The guys at the the rink said forty nine shots. Mm-hmm. And the Marysville stat guy, I think, said fifty-seven shots. So they had way, a lot of shots. Yeah, on the low end, you had forty-some saves. Yes, yeah. yeah, which he, is ridiculous. He, made, he either made forty-seven saves or he made fifty-five or fifty-six saves last night, depending on on who you're going to ask. The bottom line is, is that yeah, Romeo just threw everything at the net. Now that can be a little misleading too, because the first thing you asked me last night when we talked was, well, did Romeo dominate the game? No, it's like I said, the the first part of the game it was all Marysville. Right. The the second part of the game was kind of even and the third part of the game I thought Romeo carried the play. I thought Marysville got uh, uh looked a little tired in the third period and the overtime. Um they've all they've only got on their roster they only list four defensemen. They had a couple of forwards, guys that are listed as forwards who played defense all night long. Mhm. Um, but they kind of shortened the bench, and they really were only using 4D towards the, the last 10 to 15 minutes of the game, you know, regulation and, and overtime. We went five and a half minutes into overtime. So, uh, and, and up front, they kind of shortened it, too, as the game got longer. Obviously, you're seeing Turner and the Lavallees every other shift. Right. You know, because that's the big line. They're still really good there, but without a Minesburg and without a Van Hootigan, there is going to be a little question about they how need to much figure out who takes is, those roles. It, is that uh, and one guy that might be a possibility was Luke Thick. He kind of stuck out to me in, in the game because he's a good skater, right? Um, he he he's strong on his uh, skates. He was playing with Brody Tuffin, who was a guy that was there last uh year and, and I thought that uh that that they were two guys that that might have to to score a little for Marysville this year for them to have the same success that they had last year All right and again it's early it's a game where you're playing a defending regional champion granted they lost a lot but you're trying to find your I guess the back end identity where you know who your top guys are but who are going to be those complementary pieces and yeah, tough first game, and it's going to take a little bit to figure that out. Now, Dennis, I want you just to take a mental note of this now so that when we're starting in January after the December slate, we go, all right, who have been the ones to step up? If anyone stepped up, did multiple guys step up? Is it just the, 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 the couple kids with the workload? This is just the one data point. I, hopefully, we'll see the, the, the team rise up through the rise their stock and get a little better and a little deeper as the season goes on, like you saw last year. Well, I mean, uh, again, Marysville's got a good team. They've got a good goalie. They've, they've got an above-average goalie. They've got mm-hmm. an above-average first line. And, and I, uh, I'm i a big Braden Turner fan. He didn't have his best game last night. Right. Like, he's better, and he'll do better. Uh, the LaValleys, good. 
but not their best game. Well, no, last any night. night that you don't have either of them or all three of them on the scorebook, you expect to at least get a goal, if not two a night from that line. Um, and uh, Mitch Donaldson played a ton. Uh, obviously, he's the guy that they're leaning on to at least try to do some of the things that Minesburg did for them last year. Uh, it's it's tough to ask a guy, hey, go in there and replace the guy who got 40 points from us on the blue line last right. year in 25 high school hockey games. Exactly. Um, but they leaned on him a lot. He played a ton uh, in that, uh, that hockey game. Um, uh, uh, again, like, Kuhn is a better player than he was last year. Furtaw's a better player than he was last year. Wallace is a better player than he was last year. And those were guys that didn't play a lot at the beginning of last year, but by the end of last year, they were playing a lot more. And obviously, last night, you know, those are the guys that they have to play a lot mm-hmm. this year because, like I said, you don't have Van Hootigan there uh, anymore. You don't have Nate Jero there anymore. So somebody's got to play those minutes, and you can see that, that those guys are going to be the guys, along with uh, this Luke Thick and along with Brody Tuffin, who was there last year, they're going to play a lot. Connor Coates is going to play a lot back on defense. Um, Colin Lone is probably going to have to play a lot um, back on defense. Kaza, early in the game, was very noticeable. He's a big dude, and yeah. he hit some guys hard. And um, some guys tried to say, look, we're smaller, but we're going to hit you back. Right. And that didn't really work out too well for No, him. I admire the courage, <laughs> but when you have a, what, 6'4", 280-pound yeah. defenseman. When you're the guy throwing a check and you end up on the seat of your pants, that kind of tells you something about how big Kaza is. Well, and on skates, he's probably, what, 6'9"? Yeah. Um, so, but as the game went on, he was one of the guys that didn't get a, a ton of ice time. And I'd like to see, as the season moves on, that not be the case. I, I'd like to for, for Marysville to be able to, you know, keep rolling. Well, again. Not have to shorten the bench. Have to take into account. The situation. You're in transition right now. So you not everyone has the, the right feel, so you lean on what you know. Hopefully, Dennis, is it fair to say that we hope we have a coach for Marysville by, maybe it's a little quick, but given the situation, by the week after Thanksgiving, that Monday you hit the ice and you have your, your new man on the bench? Well, I mean, I, I, don't, you know, I don't know what their plan is. Um, or, you know, again, who's applying for the job, how many people are applying for the right. job determines Do you have probably 10 how people you have to interview? If, if, if you get, yeah, if, 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 like, you're sitting there two weeks into the season and only one person has applied, well. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, you you, you kind of have to fill the position at that point and say, well, you're the guy that wanted it, so you're the guy that's in. But if you got to go through 20 people, it might not be until after the new year that you've nailed down who your person well, is. Well, see, I I don't think you can wait that long. I think you at the uh, absolute, you know, I'm just looking at the calendar. Technically, they didn't they didn't have a coach last night. They looked all right, right? But that again, one game. 
I, for me personally, I would say the absolute latest I would like to see a coach is December 5th. That's the first Monday in December. Hopefully you have one by then. Well, I mean, I'd like to say that they've got one by the Larry Manns uh, tournament, but we'll, we'll find out. All right, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll come back with our final segment in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kwood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kwood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kwood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kwoodauto to make an appointment. Kwood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game 
getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Yeah, welcome back to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. Dennis Stuckey, Brady uh, beaten, and, and we're kind of at that sleepy part of the uh, the schedule, Brady, where we're winding down football with only one team left and only one game a week. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, and you're at the point, too, where this could be the last game. Right. Or next week could be the, the last game. Uh, hockey, obviously, is uh, just uh, starting up. And uh, it, it really gets cooking. Next week we'll have the Larry Manns tournament. Um, there are a couple of games this weekend, uh, but they're all out on the road. Marysville goes to Wald Lake Western. Right. Um, PH opens the season, and they've been doing this for a few years. They're going to Tawas to play in a tournament uh, this weekend. And uh, and Northern will open the season Saturday with a game against Gross Point South. That'll, I, I think they play in Mount Clemens or Suburban or somewhere down there. I'm not really sure. Yeah, there's only so many places you can play. They, yeah. they might use Frazier as, as well. Their rink. What time does it say they play Saturday? Three uh, thirty. Uh, they might. Well, yeah. There's four rinks in Frazier well, too. There's so there's more than that now, isn't there? I don't know. There's a ton. Yeah, but there was four there when I was a kid. But um, <laughs> the one thing I wanted to talk about too is the the basketball start times just seems weird this year. Okay. You add two games, and you've. It feels like we've taken a, a a week away, right, or pushed it back because basketball teams aren't even practicing yet. Well, not supposed to be practicing. Um, I'm sure there are a few programs that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that uh, would be cheating. Um, what yes, are you insinuating? I am insinuating nothing. Um, but uh, practice starts Monday, and that just seems like an oversight. Why would you start practice the week of Thanksgiving? Because that's tryouts. So you're doing, excuse me, you're doing tryouts the week of Monday, Tuesday. A lot of I don't think schools have school on Wednesday, or at least most of the time they don't. Even if they do, so okay, you have your well, three you days know, of tryouts. You know they're not having school on Thanksgiving, right? And they're not, not going back on Friday. Friday. So okay, you, tryouts are usually a three day period. So you have that. And then, not to mention, you have to cut the, the poor kids the day before Thanksgiving. So, happy holidays. You're not on the team or you are on the team. And then you have your team and, okay, you can either practice over Thanksgiving, which, depending on your school district's policy, you either can or can't. And then Monday you hit the ground running. Why can't we have basketball practice this week? Even if it started on Wednesday. Yeah. Like, that was just one thing I didn't get. Like, And it's not... Uh, been an issue so much for the the girls be, because like volleyball wraps up a little sooner than football does. Like it's it's always been the, the guys aren't going to start playing until December because your your last football teams aren't done until Thanksgiving. Right. Like where if volleyball you're, if you're ends. Marine City, we we always joke. Well, they don't really care about the, the other sports. It's a football thing. But in all honesty. 
there have been years where football's played the day after Thanksgiving. And right, so, or two days at that and, Saturday. And, and, and if there's kids on the football team, they're not thinking about well, basketball. Well, I think yet. what? They had three or four practices last year before you did their game against Richmond? Yeah, and, and it was clear that they'd only had a couple of practices be, because on the basketball team, Wyatt Walker, who was a football guy, mm-hmm. was also a key guy on the basketball team. Right. And he didn't have a whole lot of time. Uh, Chapman didn't have a whole lot of time because he was a football well, was player. Tiger. And... Tiger was a football player. But they all played on the basketball team. Right. So, again, I just – I don't get why you couldn't have started practices this week. I mean, I like what they did with now having 22 games. That's a step in the right direction. You can probably get to 25 if we're being honest. But I'll take 22 for now. And it's – I like that because now we have how many more local games did we have in the non-conference this year, did it feel like? like it feel like we are loaded up with local yeah. versus local games and with the Max Silver being uh, basically four area teams, Max Silver, we're going to cover that entire league basically. And yeah, it's, I just don't get why we can't start earlier. I feel like it puts coaches in a tough spot. And then for those teams that because there are schools that don't make the playoffs. The season ended, what, the week before Halloween? Yeah. So you have from the week of Halloween and the first three weeks of November until basketball practice can start. That's an eternity. Why are we waiting four weeks? Yeah. It, it, that, that does seem like a, a long wait to just be like shooting in the driveway or, or, or doing four-man workouts that yeah. you're allowed to do. Because, I mean, again, it – Back in my day, it felt like you'd get done with football, and usually we'd lose in the first round of the playoffs, and we'd have one that one week of conditioning, and the next week we started basketball, and it was you didn't have you had a little bit of downtime enough to just kind of reset your batteries, and then you had basketball and you were off and running. Now it felt like practices took forever <laughs> until the first game, but that's a different point. But again, that's a lot of downtime. Like think, all right, let's think of St. Clair had a bit, pretty good basketball team last year. Pretty excited. They have to replace a lot, but there, there's a little excitement in St. Clair. Their season ended on what date was it? Let me, let me get this exact so I can be, so I can be precise and accurate. St. <laughs> Clair's last game was October 21st. So from October 21st until November 21st, a whole literal month between the end of one season and the start of another. Yeah, that seems and, ridiculous. And then we can add on to that because the St. Clair boys will play what their first basketball game in December, right? Which okay, I get that. Usually, you don't start games till the second week of December, but still, a month between your last game and first practice, like you're banging your head on your locker waiting for for it to get here. And again, you're going to have three days of tryouts, and then you're not actually practicing until the 28th because the first three days are very, very basic. I mean, unless they play a, a scrimmage, it looks like which usually I felt their like, first basketball game is December 7th for the boys. They play at Lance Cruz, which I feel like usually my scrimmages were always the around the weekend of Thanksgiving. I feel like I remember last year being asked to go, there was like a three-way scrimmage down at Cardinal Mooney, and I was thinking about going there before going to do the Marine City game. Forget that. Uh, 
the week of Thanksgiving. Now it's you're not scrimmaging till probably December at the earliest. It just seems like a very simple fix. And what does it hurt to move the start date for basketball from the 21st to the 16th? Yeah. Then, then the other thing, and this is why I don't want to be an AD and I don't want to be a schedule <laughs> maker because I love a 7 o'clock game. Hmm. I actually love a 5.30 game. And that's usually when you get a doubleheader right. and the girls are the first game and then the guys play afterwards. Um, but a lot of teams start at 7.30. And you you go, well, what are you complaining about a half hour for, Stucky? But there are nights where that half hour <laughs> actually makes a big difference. And the other thing about it is a lot of 7 o'clock games actually don't start until well, 7.20 or 7.30. It depends where the freshmen or JV are slotted. If yeah. the 7.30 is just there because they're assuming the game's not going to start till 7.30, that's fine. But if the JV's not slated to start till like 6, now you're not starting till after 8 o'clock most nights. Yeah, uh, and and so... Especially when a school has three levels. Yeah, uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of times it ends up being a later night than you anticipated being... And then there are other times where you're like, okay, wow, I thought it was going to be a late night, but here it is just after 8 and we're, we're done already. Right. <laughs> Basketball is a weird one. It's like, a really weird one. Like there are nights where we have games at the same start time and I can catch the entire fourth quarter of your game or you'll be done and at home and I'm still broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah, like I'll, I'll literally, I'll, I'll get home and I'm sitting on the couch listening to the end of your game. It's yeah, and again, it's because it's always the freshman game that goes double overtime, and you're just sitting there going, "Someone make a buzzer beater, please." And 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 I, I had I think I was in Armada last year, where the freshman game went to overtime, and then I think the JV game went to overtime, and the varsity game should have gone to <laughs> overtime. Somebody missed a shot at the buzzer that would have put it into overtime. Yeah, and then you're getting you're leaving our maiden. It's nine forty five at night, and and it was one of those ones because we had a lot last year. The the it seems like every season we have a theme, right? And the theme to basketball last year was the shot that goes halfway down and then comes back out. <laughs> so what was football's theme? Bad snaps. Bad snaps was was at least early this football season. Bad snaps was the theme. Certainly for like the first three weeks of the football season. It seemed like every game had a bad snap. Oh yeah, kind of block punts was a thing too. For well, a that while. Had, the, the half of that had to do with bad snaps. Yeah, and then baseball was what errors. Ba- oh, oh, baseball boy, and softball. We have a, well, I mean, obviously, um, two years ago for softball, it was all about the home run. Right. Like, and there were a lot of home runs last year, but like the year before was ridiculous. Like last year. There were still like 50, 60 home runs. Right. But the year before, there was over 100 just in games that I saw. Right. Because <laughs> um, we really talked about that a lot. But, yeah, I, 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 the defense really struggled last year. And, like, normally it, it, the cold weather, you get it. 
Right. But it kind of carried through into the warm weather. Right. So I wonder what the theme will be for this year's basketball season. I have an idea, but I again, I don't think it's none of these things is something you could predict, but I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of young players we're talking about this year. And there's a lot of different schools that, again, I young, don't... Young players that are, like, making contributions. Yes, not just on the team that are starting or getting significant minutes. And I don't like to put it on a kid before we see them for the first time because sometimes I feel that's unfair pressure for someone who's never played a varsity basketball yeah. game before. But there are a few teams that... I expect to have freshmen that make significant contributions. Like, I I was uh, pleasantly surprised because overall, yeah, they didn't have a great year last year. But the, the, the young kids, the, the girls that played at Northern, actually, especially early in, in the season, did a really nice job. Being thrown to the fire? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, you, you, you look at the, the, the Falco girl, like, they're just like, okay, here's the ball. And it's your job to dribble it up the court this season and set up our offense. Oh, yeah, we play in the Mac Red, too. And, and we play in the Mac Red. So here's Dakota and Gross Point South and Gross you know, Point North. Gross Point North and, and PH. You know, the, these are the teams that you, uh, Lance Cruz North, they saw. Uh, right. The, the, oh, and these these yeah. are the teams that you're going to have to dribble the ball up the court against. Right. And here are the Ramos and Eastman. And yeah, you guys deal with it, too. Yeah. You know, you know, um, and yeah, they had Lanshoot and they had McGregor, but still, Lanshoot there was, was more of a shooter. There was a lot put on, and McGregor's a post player. There was a lot put on those girls, and and they actually did a pretty good job. And uh, we hope to see improvement there. Um, so next week's going to be a little bit of a weird week because of Thanksgiving. Uh, we're obviously, and especially if Ugly wins, we're going to have to cram a lot in. Uh, maybe worst case scenario, we have to push our basketball uh, previews to the following week, especially if we do a, an ugly special show, um, because we're going to have to do at least a game recapping. And if they make it, we we hope to maybe do like we did with Marine City, just have the ugly state preview extravaganza. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing about that finals weekend, I mean, that ugly game will, will be in there. And, and what will likely happen is you'll do the ugly finals because Larry Mance goes on and there's four hockey games that weekend. And I generally just stay home and do the four hockey games because I'm a hockey guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you like staying home, too. I, I do like staying home. And I'll especially like staying home after having to go to Petoskey. <laughs> right. Uh, so anything else? Yeah, next week might be weird. We might have to do a podcast every Mon on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday so we can get the Thanksgiving time off. Um, again, a lot of it just depends on what Ubley does and what we're able to do with them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there there might not even be – a podcast like the podcast before that game might be Wednesdays, right? We, yeah, there might, might not. They're they're with Thanksgiving, and with the hockey, and potentially the football game. There probably is not going to be a Friday podcast next. Well, week. yeah, and that's the thing. We also don't want to release a preview podcast for the game the morning of the game. Yeah, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah, because we don't want everyone to have to. Even if we pre-record it, you have like two hours to listen to it. Yeah. I think D8 plays Friday, don't they? I think so, too. And they're one of the, I think, 
uh, this will be the last thing I look up on the show before we send it home. Because don't they do evens and then odds? Yeah, because I remember Marine City played the Saturday. Because they're a five. They're, they were an odd. Yes. Um, they play, where is it? Why can't I find football? There's football. This is some great podcasting once again. Yeah, they're like, why uh, didn't you look that up before? Because <laughs> um, we don't know. Let's see. Play. Division 8 is the opener on Friday. Yeah, so, so it's the early the game. very first game, a 10 a.m. kick. Oh, geez. So the, if I'm the, going down there, that means I'm probably leaving my house at 7, 7.30. So it would be, oh, kind, geez, it would be kind of. Rush hour, too. It would kind of be awkward Ooh. to be listening to the uh, the pregame uh, on uh, Friday when you're you know driving around doing Black Friday stuff in the afternoon, and they've already like played the game. Right. <laughs> you already know the outcome of the game, and you're listening to the pre-hype. Yeah, right. it doesn't really work out. All right. Um, anything else, Dennis? That's about all that I, that I, that I've got for for today. All right. Unless you want to hear about how like they're tearing apart my kitchen. No, no, I, I don't. You, you don't want to hear. I that. think you can save everyone the okay. the pleasure of that. <laughs> From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water area is stuck on sports.